Well, welcome to an emergency podcast from me, Dr. Chris Keel. Well, not really an emergency, but it's current stuff. And rather than wait for another week or so, since this is a webinar week, we thought we would do an additional podcast a little early. The question that had come up and was provoking this decision was all of the strike activity that has been threatening or affecting the transportation sector. So for those of you who are not keeping up with the daily news, there has been a lot of activity around what may or may not happen as far as the Teamsters Union. The Teamsters are in negotiation with UPS. It has not been going well, but they never do. Um, both sides make as much as they possibly can out of the negotiations right down to the last minute. Earlier this week, there was another deadline, which was Monday, which was when the Teamsters were in a position to go on strike against YRC. Uh, YRC is a company that has gone through quite a few iterations. It's an LTL company. Um, they have been struggling for the last several years with some of the changes taking place and how LTL is done. But it's a huge company, and it's one of the dominant LTL players. The issue was predominantly over whether or not they would be able to become what amounts to a super regional rather than a true national, and this was something that Teamsters have been upset about. They had not made their payments to the pension fund as of the weekend, which was a position that would authorize a strike. However, <clears throat> doing that kind of action would have basically put a fork in YRC, and that was made pretty clear by the financial community that said, well, you know, we understand you have the right to do this. They have missed their payments. On the other hand, if you do this, we don't think the company is going to survive much longer. That argument apparently carried some weight because at the last minute on Monday, the strike was averted. It isn't by any means solved. I mean, they've got another month or two to kind of work things out. They're probably going to get some more government money. The United States government already owns 30% of YRC because of loans that were made during the pandemic. An ongoing story, but at least the immediate crisis has passed. The problem, of course, is that a lot of shippers had begun bailing out of YRC in anticipation of that strike. And that's something that's happening with UPS to a certain degree as well. The consensus view is that there will be an agreement, that there's basically a lot of posturing going on right now. But again, the Teamsters do not want to lose a company this large. I mean, most of transportation now is non-union. The Teamsters are at a little bit of a disadvantage because FedEx is not union and Amazon is not union. Most of the major truckload carriers non-union. Most of the LTLs non-union. So if you are pushing that agenda a little too hard, the shipper has alternatives and they can go somewhere else. So this is likely to be a last-minute settlement not going to be giving the shippers or UPS or the Teamsters exactly what they want, but I don't anticipate a full-on strike. However, the possibility is always there for an extended period of negotiation, which slows things down. You get what amounts to almost strike behavior without actually being on strike. Another two union things to be aware of is the ongoing strike at the ports in Vancouver 
Everyone thought that that had been settled, but it had not been, and the dock workers went on strike anyway, and this has been gumming up the works in terms of, of Vancouver. Shippers are already shoving their freight down the coast to other ports in the United States. And remember that several months ago, there was this notion that Vancouver would start to really become a dominant player because of the merger of Canadian Pacific Railroad with Kansas City Southern Railroad. The intent of that merger was to shift freight away from the overcrowded ports in California, bring it in through Vancouver, Lazaro Cardenas, and Mexico, rail it to the middle of the United States and Canada to do the brake bulk. Well, this strike has thrown a monkey wrench in those plans because if you don't have the ability to count on Vancouver, well, Lazaro Cadenas alone is not going to be able to carry that load. And then, of course, you have the ongoing strike possibility with the ILWU and the shippers all up and down the coast. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union has been in negotiations for months, if not years. The issue there is not even so much money. It is work rules, and the ILWU has been very protective of its membership and has refused to allow technology to get in the way because the majority of their members are clerks. So if you've dealt with the transportation sector on the West Coast, you know that they're still tracking those shipments with a pencil and a index card. They have not gone technology. They have not used computers. They are resisting it because as soon as you do, you're going to end up laying off thousands of clerks, and that's the bulk of the union. So the issues are really tricky. I mean, the shippers are like, ah, you realize that everything else has been technology-driven, and you're the gumming up in the works. We have the least efficient ports on the planet because of this. But the union strikes back and says, yeah, well, that's fine, but we don't want to lay off two-thirds of our members. So it's, it's not an easy solution at all. You've seen some incremental technological advances, but not very much. So the bottom line is we have tension, and the unions are taking advantage of the fact that the labor market is very tight, and as a result, they have leverage. Sort of. But if you look at what's been happening with transportation for the last several months, that capacity crunch is over. You now have, instead of 14 loads for every truck, you have 2.7 loads for every truck, almost normal. And the reality is, is that if, for example, 22,000 Teamster drivers had lost their job, had YRC folded, there's not 22,000 openings, not at the pay they're expecting. And the same thing with UPS. I mean, yeah, there's demand, but, you know, FedEx has been reducing, Amazon's been reducing. The heyday was a year ago, not now. And so you're, you're kind of, both sides think they have an advantage, and they're pushing it as far as they can. So my take on this, another few days, maybe even weeks of tension, no actual full-blown strike. If there is one, it's relatively short. It's kind of making a point before it moves on. So, But in the meantime, for people who are using transportation, it's, it's uneasy. You don't know the status of the companies. 
The logical thing to do is to move with a company that is not threatened in one way or the other, and this has obviously been taking place in the LTL business. You see a lot of growth in those companies that are not YRC, Old Dominion and ABF and all the others. So stay tuned. It's going to get tense. I'm sure we'll talk about this again in future weeks because it, it just keeps hitting the news day after day. So with that, we'll quit for today. I have a webinar tomorrow, so, you know, who knows? I may have a whole different opinion by the time tomorrow rolls around. Thanks. Bye.